It's night mood sitting here. It's Michael inside the lab. You are inside the radio show as we transition from the radio show into the podcast where you can listen on all your favorite podcast channels. Thank you for joining me here in the captain's chair and thank you for also the well wishes. Feeling much better. You're in the second season, the first full week of the second season of Night Moods. And I hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Hope you're enjoying the channel as well. Um, take a look around like, and see what we have to offer. You can also look at all the archives of the radio show and our podcast right here on the channel. Remember to subscribe and connect with us. Let us know how we are doing. It's Michael here saying hello to you back here inside the radio show as talking to all of our listeners our night owls on the podcast you're listening to a special episode sitting here at the 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 bridge that's where i'm sitting i'm at the bridge and uh we are in part three of the restart in this weekly week-long series this restart with you and at the bridge the challenge has been declared the holy spirit is your challenge and it is your time now to get to understand, know who he is, so that you get familiar with his purposes, his responsibilities, and function that it has to do with you. And the beauty of this bridge, as I talk about it on every show, every episode, so you're getting a regurgitation of the bridge that represents a natural bridge connecting you to your destinations at the same time it is his spiritual connection that connects us to our destinies he leads us to all truth so you want to connect with him and cooperate with him and you do this by surrender submission we just learned this on the other side of relaxation and more importantly spiritual obedience and righteousness so there's four points these four points these four keys i have given you Open yourself up to the kingdom of heaven. And when you learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, at the same time, opens you up to understanding who you are as a son and daughter, learning how to live in Father's kingdom, cultivating your life as a co-heir. There's so much going on in the kingdom. And to unpack all this will take a couple of episodes to do that. And so you're going to cross back into life through the Holy Spirit, cross back into your destination because he is a destiny maker. He's a destiny connector. And this is why this challenge has been, it's weighed down, it's laid out there, and is ready for you to take the responsibility and fulfill and complete the challenge. And so... Would love to hear from you how you are taking the challenge on into your understanding and um, what's the best way to say this? Well, say what you mean, mean what you say. So I'll just say what I mean, mean what, mean what I say. How you are cultivating life in the cooperation of the Holy Spirit. He's remanded to earth for what? Your advantage. So every saved and born again believer filled with the Holy Spirit has a distinct advantage 
over everyone in the world. This, that's the words of Jesus Christ. And it's the truth. You have a greater advantage. You a higher elevation, levels in the realms of the spirit, which are the spiritual territories between outside and the gate of heaven. And I heard another minister talk about uh, the, the realms of the spirit, meaning the mind of God. No, the realms of the spirit has everything to do with dominion and territory, accessing, going through the realms of the spirit. And it's where all the heavenly spirits hang out. It's where all the familiar spirits hang out. There, on the outside of the last atmosphere of earth. So the challenge has been weighed. I'm going to get through the episode. I'm feeling better. And for those of you who are just coming into night moods, welcome to the, the show. I have been off the air for four days with dealing with uh, being ill. And the last thing coming back is the voice and still dealing with a little bit of sinus, you know, sinus issues. So you'll see me go to mute and it's not dead silence. In fact, it is dead silence. But what it is, is me clearing my throat. And you on the podcast are going to probably hear that, and we hope that, and you just understand that I'm happy to be back here. I really am. Maybe came back a day or day or so early, but nonetheless, I will be. Hopefully, got my tea down here. Got my water over here, so it's to help my mouth from being dry and helping from the influx of the my sinuses are just like pressured up, and at sometimes. When I'm changing the way I look at the microphone here, um, fix my headphones, they just begin to drain. It's like, oh no, they're draining, go to mute. So here we are on inspiration side of night moods. And uh, we are in, again, this um, week-long series, uh, Restarting With You. Now I want to, I want to share this with you because uh, last night, when we came off the radio and jumped right into the podcast and the teaching went all in, I did not get to share. And I want to go over the kingdom concepts of understanding the kingdom. So I talked about your foundation and your foundation is crucial when you are resetting or restarting with you. And the, the restart has everything to do with, with what and who you are founded upon with what which who you are founded upon and anything less than the kingdom foundation is a weak foundation i'll say that one more time anything less than the foundation of the kingdom to which jesus returned to earth to which prophet jacob prophet john and matthew 3 and 2 Anything that is less than the kingdom of heaven, the foundation of the kingdom, is not stable enough to hold you. There will be cracks in the foundation, forces of weather, forces of uh, the adversary, forces of life will impact the foundation and break the foundation down and you will lose all stability. And the restart, when you restart, as I, I was sharing in the last episode, when you restart, 
restart, excuse me, your restart is consequential and your restart can happen as many times as you need because the restart is simply going into the safe haven of our loving arms in the refuge of our Heavenly Father. Now, what am I talking about here is exactly Isaiah 30 and chapter 30 and verse 15. And this restart, I'm going to pull a couple things up here because I want to get to uh, some scriptures. Yes, we're back to the scriptures. I want to get back to some scriptures that's going to impact you and help you uh, and motivate you with starting over. So I'm going to fuel your mind with the renewing of the word to motivate you to put the, the fire to the petro. So you can ignite and there is nothing wrong with the restart. Restart in life helps to restore you and recharge you and refuel your mind, even your body and your spirit. And I will include your soul in that because there's a, there's a cessation of rest, a stoppage, a pause so that you can rest. And this restart has everything to do with your strength. And if you continue to run, maneuver, shuck and drive, fellowship, politic, um, relate to everything underneath the sun, including our life, including our, our families, if you are married, you have to relate to your spouse. That is a requirement. You can't cop out and say, but Jesus said, nope, it don't work like that. You have to come into agreement, know your scriptures. But you have to come to a reset. Even everyone, under the sound of my voice, the restart is simply beautiful. So that your spiritual mechanics, your trust, your, your faith, your belief, your spiritual obedience, your righteousness, uh, your, your submission, your surrender, every and your love, every aspect of your spiritual mechanics, like when you open up the hood to a vehicle, you have the engine, and you have the engine block, and you have all these compartments. You have the, um, the where you put the oil in, and I'm not a car dude by no means, but I can clean the heck out of a vehicle. When you open this hood, you, there's all of these mechanics that help make the vehicle go, right? You have spark plugs. You have all your hoses. You have all of the things that make the car move, right? And you have to open up the hood. And if you don't open up the hood, I take it to our mechanic and he opens up the hood for me and he'll go through and do an inspection. And he'll go through a point by point inspection to reset the vehicle, to restart the vehicle so that it's functioning at 100% capacity. It is very hard to um, drive or maneuver a vehicle when it is functioning less than a hundred percent and that includes brakes try operating a, your vehicle with little to no brakes oh it's terrible how about your 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 steering column steering fluid if you're no good on a steering fluid then it's going to be hard for you to drive you can tear up steering column we had to replace all of this over the last month so i know what i'm talking about with as far as the mechanics the restart is what I'm getting at. The spiritual restart that you need to address 
ASAP should not wait for your gathering in your assembly because their responsibilities in your relationship you're relating to our Heavenly Father so you want to go into him so that he can strengthen you and this is the cool part because you're probably like okay that's cool I kind of get it I maybe don't get it but can you show me well yeah I do it myself but for those of you who are saying show me in scripture let me take you to Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15 for the Lord Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel, said this. Now, we're going to get right into this because there's a lot to uncover. I'm going to lose you on the radio, but we're going to keep the pedal to the floor on the podcast so that you can get all you can get in your learning and understanding and wisdom so that you can flow in life and cultivate your life in Father's kingdom. So this reset has to be on a, a better foundation, but the reset... There's so many components to the restart, the reset. And one of the component, components is this, that your heavenly father, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. This is his word to the prophet Isaiah. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. Returning to your origin, returning to your creator, returning to your first love, returning to your grace returning to your mercy, returning to your hope, your help. See where I'm going with this? And he says, in returning and rest, in returning and rest, returning to who? He is saying, returning to me and your rest in me, you shall be saved. Saved from the wickedness of the kingdom of darkness. Saved from the wickedness in the world. Saved from the wickedness of the fallen spirit who was ruling the world and the fall familiar spirits and his host of familiar spirits principalities and rulers that are ruling with them you shall be saved your strength shall be in quietness isn't it kind of interesting that when you take your vehicle to the mechanic they turn the vehicle off <laughs> they'll turn it on to, to hear and do diagnostic tests but you turn it off so that they can better ascertain what the problem is and then they'll turn it on turn it off they'll mess with the mechanics they'll turn it off so that they can make sure that there's no gasoline going through the lines or you know the oil stop from going through the, 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 the engine the engine block so that they can begin servicing the engine now your father is saying, I need to service you, and your restart begins with me. So your restart is you unplugging from your life, unplugging from your responsibilities, unplugging, unplugging, unplugging. And your example in the New Testament would be Jesus Christ himself. Let me finish Isaiah 30 and 15. You're in... Uh, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. Your strength shall be in quietness and in trust. First, your strength shall be in quietness. Second, and in trust. So he's telling you that you have to trust in him who provides the strength, who is your creator, who gives you grace, mercy, and favor all out of his glory. This is why becoming born again is consequential. 
in your package deal of salvation. It's a package deal. And in the package deal, you become born again, which brings you the right and privileges to have access to see and enter the kingdom of heaven, your birthright, John 3 and 3 through 5. And in this birthright, it gives you access because Jesus said, no one can come to my father except they go through me. I am the door. I am the gate. I am the portal that you can only access Heavenly Father through me. And his position is a station. His location is in heaven upon the throne. Far past the North Star, way far out past Pluto. And in strength you shall be, your strength shall be in quietness and in trust. And I think the common denominator for as many Christians is the lack of trust in Heavenly Father. Could be equated because you never really trusted your earth parents because of certain situations unveiled. And circumstances came out, and so maybe you lost the reliability on your, your parent, your parents, your parent. You lost that reliability, that trust, that they had your back, that they had every good thing for you. He is saying that when you return to me, in my setting, in my domain, by faith, I get to begin servicing you. And that service is the strength that you're going to need to endure whenever you leave my rest. Whenever you leave his rest, you're going to need the strength to endure. So this restart, now I talked about the kingdom. If you're restarting in religion, you're at a highly disadvantage. You might as well open up the door and tell Satan to sit right next to you. And for you to understand that, the challenge number two is Matthew chapter 23, begin reading. Pay attention to verse 13. Your foundation has to remain on the kingdom to which every prophet in the old covenant was prophesying to. And the greatest of all the prophets, Jacob, John, and Matthew 3 and 2 said, Oh, by the way, that which you prophesied to before, you heard the prophetic word, the utterance of all those other major and minor prophets, he's actually here. And not only is he here, he is in fact the full representation of the heavenly kingdom. Repent for the, re repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus represents Father's heavenly kingdom in the flesh. And with the representation comes with learning the administration of dominion and Father's heavenly government. See, there's so many things at play in Father's kingdom. It is so complex that when you stretch out all the complexities from east to west to north and south, it becomes simplistic in Jesus Christ. So your foundation must be on a sure kingdom foundation period now here comes the crossroads for many Christians 
who may not understand or never experienced or never been taught or shown or engaged or served into the kingdom of heaven because Matthew 23 verse 13 through I don't know 19 are in play and in Matthew 23 verse 13 Jesus Christ in his own words is talking to the religious leaders and teachers and in fact he says in 13 of Matthew 23 you didn't enter the kingdom yourself insert John chapter 3 verse 3 through 5 and because you didn't enter the kingdom yourself you keep the followers from entering so he is telling them that this kingdom this foundation is so important the highest value in all of the world that nothing compares to the foundations of heaven and the foundation of the kingdom of heaven include dominion a kingship the administration of how father rules from the position of rest hello and just think about what I just said he, he, he rules and administrates from the position of rest because the records speak truth and on the seventh day that moment he rested what if Heavenly Father stopped resting and became 100% active past rest would any of this have any conversation would the fear of the Lord be in the lands plural sharing one world see your restart begins with you your restart ends in the continuation as you regather with the assembly of the remnant it begins with you and ends in the assembly because together you are the bride we are the bride and this kingdom forms from his kingship now these concepts I want you to break rewrite these concepts down and my goodness you're going to miss out on some good food being served and I want you to real quickly jump on to any of the wonderful podcast channels go ahead and and uh, type in night moods HDQ because I want you to get this then I want you to, to subscribe to whatever channels you connect with on your devices for Night Moods HDQ on the podcast because we're getting ready to switch over. I'm going to sign off on the radio show here so that we can go all in on what I'm about to expose you about your restart. I'm about to expose you about your restart. I said that correct the first and second time. And in the exposure, you're going to see for certain if you're on a strong foundation or if you're on an inferior foundation. Again, every foundation that is not the foundation of the kingdom of heaven to which Jesus brought back to earth is an inferior foundation. 
I didn't make this up. Through the experiences I live, through the teachings of the Holy Spirit and the fellowships with the elders, my witness and testimony tells me that this is a true reality. And there are many others sharing in this reality. The difference is that the remnant are firmly upon a strong foundation of truth. So your restart has everything to do with you and how you relate to your king, how you relate to your judge, and how you relate to your heavenly father through his son. And when you relate to your heavenly father through your son, you have to come into this extra truth this known truth that he sits at the right hand of your Heavenly Father, mediating on your behalf. Mercy and grace, justice and favor are your portion. And he sends you a paracletos, the Holy Spirit, places the Holy Spirit in your heart, Father, in the name of his Son, sends you the Holy Spirit who possesses your heart. So if you're going to be possessed by anything, you surely want to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. This is why surrender and submission is consequential to your life. This is why spiritual obedience and righteousness is consequential to your right, your life. Excuse me. 14 concepts of a kingdom. I'm going to break these down. I got some notes for you, and then there's some scriptures. We're going to look at 15 motivational verses out of the scriptures that is going to help you in your restart. And this is impactful to your restart. You're listening to Night Moods. I'm talking to you about the restart with you. This is part three in the week-long series. We're going to be diving in deeper on this on the next episode. Here inside the lab... So come ready, have your Bibles open. If you have any questions, I want you to send a message right here to this show at nightmoodshdq at gmail.com or simply go to any of our social media accounts, type in nightmoodshdq, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We have a new page on LinkedIn. And you can share your comment, your, your concern, your praise report, but let's have a conversation. And you're involved in the conversation. So I'm going to see you guys right here in the lab for the next part in this series of Restarting With You. I'm in the captain's chair. You're listening to Night Moods inside the headquarters. I'll see you on the radio. I won't see you, but I'll speak to you on the radio tomorrow night, Thursday night. Have a blessed night. We're going to continue on into the podcast. Join us over there where you can get all the meat and potatoes at the table. Bring your seat, bring a fork, bring a knife, bring your scripture or books. Bring your books and let's get to work. We've got some work to do in the kingdom. Take care. God bless you. I'll talk to you again right here in the lab. All right. We transitioned off the show here, and now we're going to get into some. This is really cool. This is really cool here. You guys ready? Place yourself at the table here. 
restarting with you. This is part three of the week-long series. I'm going to take you on a deconstruction of the scriptures, breaking down the importance of your restart, the importance of the restart on a proper kingdom foundation, and why this matters to you. Um, I want to make sure that I don't miss uh, miss out on closing down the switchboards on the radio show portion, but... Um, the difference between the radio show is relaxation and inspiration. On, the, on this episode, on these channels that you're watching, that you're listening to, because we're all live streaming at the same time here, you are getting a deep sea dive of the kingdom for your benefit that will help you not only in your identity, it will help you with how to cultivate your life, um, living from the position of rest because your Heavenly Father is in a position of rest. It's going to show you how to produce effortless fruit bearing. Learned that some years ago. And as you put on Father's mm -hmm. uh, bearing up his fruit, putting on display, he, he displays his fruit. We're displaying like trees the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is effortless fruit bearing. If you are employing massive amounts of effort to serve your Heavenly Father, He's calling you to come into rest, to restart you in rest so He can strengthen you so that you can stand firm as you enter into the mission field. And for those of you who have been given different assignments, according to your mandates. Some of you have been authorized to execute orders in his administration in uh, the different realms of the spirit. Some of you have different mandates. Some of you have different assignments to do this, that, or the other. You're doing this effortlessly because it's the Holy Spirit who is manifesting the power of God under kingdom authority through you. And if you are manifesting or working yourself up to work for our Heavenly Father, then you have to now back up the bus and know what it is and to understand what it is to be, to serve Him. And this word, to serve Him, always challenged me in my early years of studying the Scriptures. Like, how do you minister to the Heavenly Father who's on the throne? How do you serve Him? And throughout the years, I learned this delicate dance with how it is to be a servant who is performing his duties, father's duties, father's responsibilities in power, that's the Holy Spirit, under kingdom authority. And this takes a level of building a relationship, in all honesty, and coming and going to, initially, he had to restart me. Because my ego was in a way. Because I, I was dealing with pride uh, many a time. Because I was on these these Midwest circuits of, of, of speaking. And he had to literally unplug me from these ridiculous religious gatherings. And he had to reset me in how he trained me from the moment of impact when I was in Nepal back in 2007. And so I got a re-familiar with the kingdom of heaven and so the restart 
you must understand you need to be on a solid kingdom foundation. And to be on a kingdom foundation is to understand the king's impact in his kingdom, on his kingdom, for his kingdom, and by his kingdom. Jesus, in the Gospels, starting in Matthew 4 and 19, 20, 22, and 23, all the way to Matthew 9 and 34, 35. He taught, he proclaimed, and demonstrated the power of the kingdom of heaven. He taught the kingdom of heaven, he preached the kingdom of heaven, proclaimed the kingdom of heaven, and he demonstrated the power. Now, the demonstration could only begin when he was possessed by the Holy Spirit. And so being born the son of Abba Father, being the rightful and only DNA, the living DNA of Heavenly Father, he understood kingship, sonship, dominion, governance, heavenly administration into the earth realm. He understood this. Many in the Christian religion, especially in the West, here in, in the United States, are challenged when it comes to understanding the kingdom and the concepts of a king because this is a democratic society that was never born, ruled, or governed by a monarch. Say hello to the Protestant denominations. They protested in real time generations ago a wicked king known as the Tudors. King James Tudor and his brother King Henry who protested the Catholic government. The Catholic government being the Catholic Church and the Holy See. I can go on with that for a different time, but the, four, the 13, 15 concepts of a kingdom, I want you to get these. The, the number one, a king is never voted out of power. So a king's reputation is determined by the standard of his citizens. Now, in a kingdom, you understand this, but when you're reborn, you have to learn Jesus in a way that he represented his father's kingdom, his father's dominion in the atmosphere, in the environment, and in the territory. Jesus represented his heavenly father. He is he in the representation, he was the the, the standard bearer of the kingdom of heaven. A king is never voted into power. Number two, I should say number three, a king is king because he is. And naturally, kings are become kings uh, at birth uh, because of birthright by birthright. First, they they are understudy as a a child as a prince. They take on the auspicious title of prince or princess. Princesses to turn into queens. Queens are the equal to the king. Uh, a king K 
cannot be voted out of power. You have to understand kingship. And this goes back into Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Talking about restarting with you on a solid foundation. Concepts of a kingdom understood in father's kingship. A king's authority is absolute. Meaning nobody can change his authority. It cannot be amended or even ratified. Now, many throughout the generations tried to ratify or amend Father's authority and his absolute rule. It didn't fare well for them. A king's word is law in his territory, in his environment, and his atmosphere. That sums up the dominion, a king's domain. And truthfully speaking, a king's word cannot be debated. It's absolute. Now, in a natural setting, in my studies of different kingdoms, that whenever you thought to debate the king's authority or his absolute power, you would end up dead. Tried. A king's personal, a king personally owns everything in his territory. That is his domain, his dominion. Think of this in the understanding of our Abba Father as king. He owns everything. All of the provision and resources is tied to the land. When you understand what I just said, all of Father's provision and resources is tied in the land, tied to the land. I'm not talking buildings made by men. I'm talking Father's natural resources, natural provision that he created spiritually, manifested naturally and inserted them into the land. Oil, gold, and there the like. A king's declaration is unchanging. Once it is spoken, it exists forever. An example, a king's declaration is spoken. Once, when, when the king's declaration is spoken, it exists for perpetuity. I love that word. And the king shall watch over his word slash works to perform it. A king's word never returns back to him void. A king's word, the declaration, comes with power and authority. A kingdom, in a kingdom, a king chooses who will be his citizens. Pay attention to that. Christians will be challenged with that truth. In a kingdom, a king chooses who will be his citizens. Well, Michael, isn't it said that he doesn't want any to perish? At the same token, our king who is on his throne 
chooses who he decides to be in his kingdom. We do not choose to be his, in other words. You couldn't choose to be the king unless the king drew you to himself. Now, let me, I want to bring this up to you because I can just see the pushback. This is in the book of John. Okay. I want you to go to the book of John. If we can pull this up here. This is John chapter 6 and 44. Now this is, I'm telling you. The Christian church here in the West and any other democratic society will be challenged with this statement. But Jesus said this same thing in the book of John. Chapter 6, verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me sends them. <laughs> I want to read that in its totality. And you probably are like, what? Well, what do you mean? Doesn't he, doesn't, he doesn't want anyone to, to, to perish, right? But listen to what Jesus is saying here. He's talking about a kingdom. It's a whole different business. It's a whole different institution. It's a whole different government, a whole different administration. John 6 and 44, because I'm talking about in a kingdom, a king chooses who will be his citizens. Pay attention to what Jesus says here in John 6, 44. No one who comes, no one who, no one is able to come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. See, Father has to draw them by his spirit who works in, is remanded in the earth realm to convince and persuade and convict as John chapter 16, verses 7 through 13. So a king, in truth, embodies his power and his authority, his sovereignty, chooses who will be his citizens. Say what you will, then you have to, you have to debate, you have to, to break down John 6 and 44 for your own understanding. A king embodies the government of his kingdom. In a kingdom, power is never divided. So, our Heavenly Father is not divided amongst himself in his own power. He is the power. He is the authority. And aspects of his power and his authority 100% are upon Yeshua because his glory is still his glory and yet at the same time his glory and his power and his authority and his sovereignty is in his glory he gave power and authority to his son how big is our heavenly father and we just don't know him So he's never divided against himself. He's never at odds with himself. He's never he's he's never a hindrance to himself. He's never he's never double-minded to himself. 
our king is a sure thing. A king's presence is the presence of his authority. A king's presence is the presence of his authority. The Holy Spirit being remanded to the earth for our advantage in John 16. This is, what does it have to do with the restart? I'm talking about being restart on a kingdom foundation. The Holy Spirit is the spiritual presence until Yeshua returns to finish the work to the loser himself. The Holy Spirit is the spiritual presence of his authority. This one will trouble some. A king's wealth is measured by his territory. A king's wealth is measured by his territory. So father owning everything and it is measured by his territory. The wealth in the sphere of the earth. The wealth in the sphere of the second heaven in, in, from our universe. And the universes upon the universes and the galaxies. And all of these galaxies here, there, after. Is his territory. It's not just based upon the earth and the nine planets it's the entire territory that he created how vast is our king's wealth a king's prosperity which is different from wealth his prosperity is measured by the status of his citizens his spiritual prosperity his natural prosperity duality a king's prosperity is measured by the status the status of his citizens. So this has everything to do how you see your king. But how you see your king for some doesn't determine his status. Because some don't believe that he's just that good. It doesn't diminish or delinquish his status. A king's name is the essence of his authority. I am. When you study the old covenant. I am. When he's speaking to Moshe, Moses, I am that I am. Well, will you tell me who am I supposed to tell you sent me? I am sent you. I am he. I am the one who was in the beginning. I am the all-powerful. I am that I am. And the derivatives of his name not diminishing in power and authority, period. His name is the essence of his authority. Now, I think tomorrow I'm going to bring out all of his names so that you can understand the, the length of all of Heavenly Father's name. I, because being born again and having the spirit and understanding the spirit of adoption as given to us in, uh, when Paul was uh, by grace teaching to the, the Romans, we can call him Abba Father because I'm, I'm adopted. I am, I'm reborn, reconnected, possessed by the Holy Spirit. I call Father Abba Father, my Papa. And years ago, in different denominations where I would be invited to guest speak in or to teach in, 
it would drive those certain denominations crazy hearing me say Abba Father. But they didn't understand that that's a relation that is built when the recognition that one has been reborn having access and proximity to the Heavenly Father. A king's citizenry represents his glory, represents his nature. His citizenry represents his nature. His citizens represent his nature. And his, his citizens are those who are supposed to possess the knowledge of his glory and fill the earth. So you are supposed to be knowledge carriers of Father's glory. So your restart has to be on the kingdom foundation and the foundation is built upon the understanding of his dominion and his kingship, his authority, his power, his sovereignty, his governance, his administration I just mentioned. And so the kingdom concepts you can understand he's in, in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 6 through 8. I'll save you time. And this is a part of my notes. When I began this journey, when I came back from Nepal. See, my restarts happen in cycles. And when I feel a shift in the atmosphere, when I feel a coming to a, a conclusion of a, a workload, or... When I have been hard-headed in times past, rest assured, the friction that mounted up was me entering, getting back into, or fighting, or striving to get into the restart. Labor to enter into his rest. You work to enter into his rest, and when you get into his rest, then he begins the spiritual connectivity of grounding of depositing of relating and that happens with strength as I share with Isaiah chapter 30 and 15 so these concepts gosh I, I, I'm going to hold that off until tomorrow because I think we're going to stay with here these concepts build a, an understanding of, of Father's kingdom a king's dominion, his domain. The dominion is his rulership. His authority and power is his kingdom, his kingship. And he rules through authority and power in his territories. This is the solid foundation. Now, I wanted to share with you. Um, let me come over here. I can jump over a couple monitors here. Uh, if I get through the 15, that'd be great. I don't want to rush, so I'm going to go through half of the motivation scriptures that's going to help you with your restart. Now, write these down. Night Moods at night, nightmoodshdq at gmail.com or you can comment right on this episode so that you can receive um, the motivational scriptures that is going to help you start over. And anything else that you want to receive, you can go back and listen to the rebroadcast as well. Um, and now, the starting over has everything to do with labor to enter into his rest. You are working to enter into his rest. And the work to enter into his rest, the restart, 
is never easy to enter into. Why? Because you have will. You have our intentionality and our, our, our drivenness in world system, world culture, and um, belief patterns, behavior patterns, belief patterns. And so as you work to get into safety, I'll call his refuge safety, the adversary is alerted that, oh, someone's going into where I can't go into. So outside of self-will and our intentionality to have control of our life, when we get into or do an about face or get in the process of returning into rest, the restarts, so that you can be strengthened. You can build in the relationship one-on-one -on -one in real time and get the power of the deposit that you need for you. It alerts the adversary who is, could be, should be, beelining to hinder you from getting to the establishment. And the restart is you getting under refuge, getting in refuge, not getting around the refuge. Because you could be around the refuge of Heavenly Father and still come under attack or be in an attack. But when you get to, to the kingdom base, I'll use that word. When you get to the kingdom base, he can't touch you. See, when you're in the kingdom base, in the kingdom base, the restart begins. And Father can address you in the restart. If he wants to deal with you on a legal matter, if he wants to pull the adversary before his throne and, and adjudicate and rule on a kingdom nature, he can do what he needs and do what he pleases because he is the king and he is the judge. And the Father nurtures you. That's why he nurtures. That's why he strengthens you in your quietness. And he knows how to do it in such a way that it won't, you won't even feel it. Sometimes you will feel it. Sometimes he draws you in and the quietness is so pervasive that you just fall asleep. I didn't mean to fall asleep. And if that, when that happens to you, it's okay. Because it's when you are asleep and the restart is where he can systematically check in and service every aspect of your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. With a little bit of time left, I want to go on to Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So this is one of the first biblical uh, scriptures that's going to help mobilize you. It's going to also help motivate you in the restart. Galatians 2 and, 2 and 20. How about Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7? About starting over. Another motivational verse about starting over. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. So we're in the restart. Now you're gonna you're getting the, the 
strengthened by your heavenly father the power is coming in you he's taken off of you so there's there's a trading a spiritual trading happening in your systems because you're connected to your heavenly father by the power of the holy spirit so it's like the umbilical cord gets reconnected to heavenly father in your position of restart now the holy spirit's always connected but there's this this instantaneous supernatural miracle designation of strategic work that happens between father and you when you are in the restart the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom acquire wisdom and with all your acquiring get understanding wisdom and understanding it's not the time in your restart to have a pity party it's not the time in your restart in that pity party woe is me it's not the time in your restart to complain it's not the time in your restart to ask for your needs the restart is simply getting re-engaged re-energized at the initiation of our Heavenly Father by the power through the Holy Spirit that's the purpose of the restart first Corinthians chapter 13 and 11 when I was a child I used to speak like a child think like a child reason like a child when I became a man I did away with childish things the restart is also leveling leveling up in the measure of faith that you have been given and if you are inclined to you can re give back the measure of faith in the restart to whom gave you the measure of faith to receive more to tie tie loose ends up with your faith any weaknesses in the areas of your faith that you could not uh, handle in the mission in the, the field of life in the restart you can attack the weak weaknesses with your Heavenly Father by attacking here father this is yours help me of my weakness help me in my unbelief in the areas of unbelief help me in my uh, little faith moment when I did not execute faith properly see in the restart you're at your most vulnerable condition where he can go in and impact you last one Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 30 through 31 check this out another motivational Bible verse that's going to help you in the restart though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength they also mount up with wings like eagles they run and not get tired they walk and not become weary see the restart again is where you get to enter into his rest and the power of God in the in his station of rest and his, his administration of rest comes upon you to strengthen you to deposit in you whether it's revelation instruction commands warnings the equipment as, as even looked at I'm gonna go over the equipment tomorrow night so stay tuned for that and this is the beauty of the restart with you series 3 see you again on the next episode night